Eat that box in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Forever waiting for someone to like us. Bitches love record players. Okay, don't swallow it, that's gross. Hello, my little sex kittens. This is Raven, and welcome to Raven After Dark. Ladies and gentlemen and non-gender conforming individuals, I am so excited to introduce to you a local celebrity, the one and only Iwa. It's you. So happy to have you on. So how's your day been? My day has honestly been pretty stellar. I've been fortunate to have a little bit of time to just work on some new exciting super secret art stuff today so Ooh, we love super yeah, secret been, art stuff <laughs> it's been good to me how are you i'm so great i'm so excited to be interviewing you thank you for making the time for me i am so excited to share your story and all of your knowledge and everything awesome that you're doing oh my gosh yeah i'm very excited well yay let's get into this so you are a musician okay. tell me about that what started that what got you into music what inspires you yes absolutely i think i mean it started as early as i can really remember um i had two not necessarily musical parents but parents that loved music were just big music people and who listened to a lot of different types of music so really early exposure to a lot of different genres a lot of like really iconic stuff and yeah tons of barney too just like learning songs dances, <laughs> those little things so like the the performance stuff like i really loved that from a very early age like pre-k kindergarten i was like super all the way in on performing oh i could see that i could definitely picture that in my head you singing barney songs in your living room just dancing around getting down with it oh yeah totally not a care in the world and just selling everything you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Okay. That was the start. So then you've been making music since you were a kid? I would say so. I I was definitely a kid when I started writing songs. I was maybe eight or nine years old at that time. Um started writing like hip hop songs and it progressed from there. I've I've written stuff in all kinds of genres, country, blues, rock, metal folk like all kinds of different stuff I, I just tried on all the different types of hats and like tried to verse myself in different types of songwriting yeah so um, and, and then started playing instruments when i was like maybe 14 or so oh very cool what instruments can you play i can play um i'd say the guitar i feel pretty comfortable saying that i also play some keyboard Ooh, um, very cool and then just other little things yeah Nice. So when it comes to you writing your music, what inspires you? Like, I, I always wonder that when it comes to artists, like, how do you come up with a song? Like, what are the steps? Ooh, I think everything's weighted a little bit differently. I think my main goal um, with Ewa these days is just wanting to bring people in um, to like a, an experience. So I've written some conceptual songs this year and it really is like trying to bring people into the the feeling of a moment Ooh. it's also kind of just like just kind of like flexing like my songwriting muscle a little bit like challenging myself to write songs that live in these very tight-knit worlds um get, has brought me a lot of like satisfaction that i was able to accomplish that so um, okay 
I'm inspired by. Honestly, I was just watching like the weekend's Coachella set. Um, nice. Um, I'm inspired by the dream. Like I've had the dream since I was very young that I wanted to like just entertain lots and lots of people, give huge performances, wear like big outfits, and just like be larger than life. Because I think everybody deserves to like yeah. view them view themselves in that light. So that's just always been my dream. Hearing my song like come over this huge sound system and everybody going wild like that's it. That's awesome, being on stage at Coachella and having everyone singing your songs. Ugh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I I think about it. I, I don't know if I can put a number to how much I think about that, but very often. Well, you got to manifest it. You got to think it. You got to see it, and then it'll become a reality. That's exactly how I feel. I feel like the, the dreaming, like, I think it's it's important to have those, like, small action steps. Definitely. Kind of kind of bring about your dreams, but... I mean, otherwise, like, just what's the wildest, most fulfilling fantasy dream that you can have, like, centered around your passion? Like, that to me yeah, is, like, a fulfilled life and a fulfilled artistic career in my mind. Yeah, that's super cool. So when it comes to your songwriting, do you, do you think of lyrics first? Do you think of beats? Or does it kind of depend on the song? Sometimes I'll, I'll I'll just be in the songwriting process and and writing something on an instrument that just kind of vibes and it just kind of has cohesion to it. And so in those moments, I'll be like, oh, this is like way too cool of a vibe that mm-hmm. I've kind of created an entryway into for me to just kind of toss it aside. Like this is special. Um, I don't often feel that way about things I play instrumentally. Um, okay. Sometimes I can feel really really kind of stuck in my ways but i'd say nine times out of ten it honestly comes from lyrics i'll just be like driving a lot of a lot of my songs come when i'm driving honestly Hmm. Um, driving around and a little melody will come to me i've got lots of notes of me just singing demo songs into my phone and just trying to capture some of the ideas and phrasing and stuff very cool. So you um, said that you kind of get stuck in your way sometimes. How do you get yourself out of that rut? I think kind of just returning to the joy of playing. I mean, you know, when I was 14, I really never dreamed of like making, I don't know. I think, I think for a long time I thought of being an artist as like a far off dream. And so when I was playing instruments as a teenager you know i was just learning there's just an excitement about trying something new yeah and experimenting and playing something wrong maybe yeah and when you when you kind of force the human thing about you to like create and produce and when you put that pressure on yourself as a person like it can really put a damper on the creativity yeah definitely what is your message that you want to spread with your music or your goal with your music I just want to create safe spaces for people to be and experience emotion. I love that. Um, I I really view the capacity for what I'm capable of doing as Iwa. I feel like it has a spiritual element. And so um, kind of giving a sacred space moment, if you will. Yeah. Uh, um, I just, yeah, I think people, there's not enough of that. There's not enough. And I think we're all kind of coming to that awareness, but like there's this whole other reality kind of overlaid with our day-to-day grind, if you will. Totally. 
And so just making more space for that is really the goal. Yeah, it's, it's really important to stop and do the things that make you happy and make you feel good because I feel like we live in such a fast-paced world and we're always going that we can lose sight of ourselves and lose direction of what we really want. So I think it's really cool that you have an outlet that you can express yourself and then you're helping other people express themselves and feel better. Like that's the ultimate giving back cycle and like good karma. Like if I feel good and I make other people feel good, then they're going to feel good and just good vibes all around. Yeah, just like... I, I really view making music as like my medicine, if you will, Ooh. as like my my gift for healing. And I think that's just kind of the charge that I take up when I make music. You know, I just take it very seriously in the sense that it could change somebody's life if I just put my whole self into it and, and I'm as honest as I can be. Yeah, totally. That's super great. So what advice do you have for starting artists and people that are getting into it or maybe they're thinking about it, but they're not quite sure? What would you say? Well, I I would encourage it. Absolutely. I think uh, mediums for expression, that's so important to have in one's life. You know? mm-hmm. and, and if it just really feels like the heartstrings are saying like music, I think it's important to just go for it. And it doesn't have to be spectacular, I think is my biggest piece of advice. I think... Ooh, for about like for about like 13-ish, I really just put a huge number on that. I've been playing guitar since I was a teenager. Um, I never really had like good professional music gear, if you want to call it that. Okay. Um, it, it wasn't until recently that I was able to like even think about investing in that in my artistic career. So for many years, I was playing on instruments and making music that people wouldn't call i don't know like there's no no snob quality of this i think it's really important to just create don't worry so much about like if people will like it or not i think the catharsis of just creating things is really necessary with all the input of information we get all day long it's really good to like cycle some of that through yeah I think that's a really cool statement because I feel like, I mean, even with myself and like setting up this podcast, what we see from social media and Instagram and stuff is like people have these bells and whistles and all these fancy things. And it's like, oh, well, I can't do that because I don't have this or I don't have that. And it's like, no, like Mm. I'm literally sitting in a closet right now on the floor. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, It's possible. And if you want it, then go out and do it. Like you have to get out of your own way. I love that energy. Yes, absolutely. Just go for it. Why yeah, not? just it's do so it. short. This existence is so short. It really is. So you have to make the best of it and just live life and hang out in closets sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> so you are native. That was something that I loved when we went and saw you at your show in downtown. Um, how has being native affected you as a person, with your upbringing, with your music, and the message that you're trying to put out there? Oh my gosh, greatly like in in every way imaginable. Um, I think maybe the the way that I might share is just that it's really put this charge on my creativity and my art that I come to it in like an honorable way, you know? Okay. Um, I think being Indigenous informs the way that I show up for in-person stuff. And, okay. You know, not just the not just the onstage performance, but like you show up to the venue, like how do you treat the people that are staffed there? You know, do you like, you know, and then when you have like fans, I mean, 
we've seen unfortunately like time and again people that are fans of artists being taken advantage of and so just being like a person that is actually genuinely for them and doesn't want anything from them and just wants to give um, really it's cool. all informed it's all informed by my heritage my upbringing and i think um, it really puts some wind in my sails to do the right thing and to do the fullest fulfilled dream um, because it, it will create like a space for other people that come from where I'm from yeah. to hopefully, hopefully have it a little easier and have more of a blueprint than I did. Yeah. And to see somebody like you, that's like them, that's doing what they want to do. It's like, Oh wow. Like I can do that. He's doing that. Like that could be me. Yes, absolutely. The feeling I, I, I grew up like that where there was nobody I was looking to that was indigenous. I mean, I had people that I looked up to in, in an artistic way, but nobody from my community and nobody in my immediate circle that was living the life that I am going after now. So, so that's really cool. You're paving the way for the youth behind you and I guess ahead of you. We're all young. If you think about it, age is just a number. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely trying to. I'm like going for it. That's really cool. So on top of being native, you are also queer. Let's get into that. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Tell me more about that. <laughs> when did you when did you first know? What was that moment mm. feeling for like for you? Well, if I can be like really honest about it, it was Please. definitely it was definitely like looking out over the the end of one world and like the beginning of a new world. Like it was okay. a, a really odd sense of occupying two-ness. Okay. Um, because, you know, my musical background, it involves like the church. I was, you know, a church musician from the time I was 10. Okay. All the way up through adulthood. And so um, there's this like complex in me from what I had been taught as a, as a kiddo and like as a young person about what it means to like love people, you know, like not just being in a, in a hetero relationship, but mm -hmm. like I just had this, this sort of baggage on me and I sort of reasoned that I could not deny who I was as a person anymore. And I had to kind of like accept like whatever worlds may come kind of feeling like I was really so in the throes of it. Like Whatever's waiting for me in this next life. I know that for the first time in this life, I'm really committed to authenticity and like just living as my true unapologetic self. I had like Love that. catered to other people so much in my life and yes. changed, changed and molded myself so much for other people and decided it was enough. Even if it meant like some God complex thing, like where I would spend some kind of eternity somewhere i really am thankful because like i embraced that moment and now don't feel any of those things any of that kind of guilt or shame but you know that's maybe another that's maybe a part two if we ever get there but um oh we'll definitely get there um <laughs> yeah i think uh i i'm experiencing so much freedom because i was able to just kind of sit in that moment of fear and say i choose me and i had never chosen myself in that's life awesome. before that that's super so cool. It was really beautiful. How was your family when you came out to them? Um, it was all a little bit interesting. Um, 
I think my, you know, my parents are kind of older. Okay. Um, and it took my mom some time to kind of get their, get her mind around the conceptions of gender specifically. I think she was pretty open to me being interested in other people, um, like other than just women. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, since identifying women. Um, but it was like the pronouns thing and sort of like gendered language that I just wanted her to consider more deeply because I still do use he pronouns, but I exist beyond just that plane of like being a male. Yeah. And yeah. So that took some time. And then I'll, I'll, I'll just say that like my family and I on the other side were like kind of, kind of losing touch. And so I came out kind of just realizing that we might not be able to fix the thing that we were working through. And so I was like, you know, I'm, I'm tired of waiting around to be able to tell them first. And I know that's like kind of something families are always like, you didn't tell them first, but Mm -hmm. when it's, when it's not a safe space, like sometimes you just choose you. I wanted to be out fully. I was kind of out in like small pockets and I just wanted to come out to the world and no shame. That's super awesome. And no, I totally get that. Um, My parents can be kind of negative at times, so I don't always like Mm. telling them my dreams or goals because they just shit on me. Mm. (laughs) So I totally get that of wanting to have all of your ducks in a row, feel super confident and like super sound in yourself and be like, hey, look at me like this is who I am. And I'm like super sure of it and, you know, doing X, Y and Z. And that's really cool. I I super respect that because, yeah, I, I feel like there's a lot of families that are like, oh, like you should have told us first and. You know, we are the last ones to know. It's like, well, you're also the most judgy of the people that I know, mm-hmm. and the most closed minded. And, you know, I'm still trying to figure out how, like, the best way I want to express this to you. And it's definitely easier to express yourself to friends. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I totally get that. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, it was actually my Instagram community that held space for me first as a queer person. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I like, kind of crafted the Iwa thing sort of from that place, if you will. Like when I decided to embrace my full self, it was when I found that artistic uh, expression in Iwa. So it's kind of, the two kind of go hand in hand and they have like a similar life. Like they, they've lived around the same amount of time. That's cool. That's super cool. So you said that Instagram Instagram helped you find yourself. What was that? Were you like following people? Were you part of a group? What What was it that helped you find yourself? Um, I think it was some of the like experience of going through like my old friends list and sort of just deciding who I wanted to share all of the newness with. I guess yeah, like, just cleaning people house. that I, people. Yeah, people that I thought would embrace me. And I made a new account um, for Iwa. None of my music was out yet at this time. So I was just kind of like introducing people to me as a person again. And then kind of what I wanted to do creatively, I had several months to just kind of set up um, like a culture. Like if you kind of interact with me on social media or see the things I I do on there, it's like this culture, like you know what you're going to kind of get. Yeah. When you come. So... Yeah. I built that up before the music dropped. And so I just kind of had some time to live in the world as a queer, like have this safe space where I was queer. And then I was just slowly talking to people in real life 
because this was during the pandemic so i would slowly see people in real life and okay. like have the conversation of coming out to them it like almost gave me the pandemic almost come and kind of gave me like a cocoon experience where i could just be inside and go through my little like metamorphosis and then i love that slowly come out yeah it was totally i mean obviously so much was going on and a lot of people were hurt and stuff like that um it was a very odd time and that's just kind of like how it was for me no i i think that's super super great and this whole covid thing with the pandemic it has been weird there's definitely been a lot of bad stuff that's happened but i also think it's been a lot of good and it truly forced all of us to look inward in ourselves and think about like Mm. what truly makes me happy like I'm stuck in my house with nobody else I can't go outside I can't see my friends like what am I doing that's going to make me feel uh, happy at the end of the day and I also loved how you're saying how you built up a a group on on Instagram and you had people around you that you knew were going to accept you I think that's a really smart thing to do because if you were to present yourself to people that you know aren't going to like who you are as a person or understand as a person they're it's it's just not going to be good and and it's just going to fail so it's like why set yourself up for failure like set yourself up to have a good comfy space and be secure and know who you are and have good support and then you can go and deal with the people that maybe aren't as nice about it or aren't going to like it as much so I I think that's a really smart thing to do and I feel like a lot of us sometimes just feel the need to like put ourselves out there but not really put like a safe space around you Mm -hmm. it was really good to me um it gave me like a, a space to like play makeup and talk with people about that safely for the first time and it let me post like pictures like photo shoots I did that were like just more inspired by this femininity I was coming to embrace. And so, yeah, it it was all of those things and so much more. That's so exciting. That's so cool. I love that for you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. You are so welcome. So for (laughs) people that are maybe still figuring themselves out or trying to figure out how to come out to their family and friends, what's some advice that you'd give them? Well, I think finding first that the person or the group in your life that loves and accepts you for who you mm-hmm. are, I think if you're able to identify that group, like things can go so much more swimmingly. It does give you um, some practice, if you will. Like you get to be your authentic self and try out different pronouns and you get to uh, wear different things and get like just have your friends gas you up like that's the yeah. best feeling in the world there's totally. nothing like that um i also really understand the insular queer experience and i think like first of all if you're listening to this i love you um Aww. i i think that you are so wonderful and there's so many people that say there's a million things wrong with you and that's just shit it's just so wrong so um i think just coming to understand and honor that voice that's coming from within you that's asking to be its full self like there's so much healing and just being in right relationship with all the various parts of your being like your spirit your body your mind like just kind of all in alignment so um if you're having a really insular experience i mean keep going keep digging it can feel i mean there's that sense that your life can be totally different and you can lose people and that 
can keep people from ever coming out. And I totally understand that because it's scary and we love and we cherish our connections we have with other people. But I think what I have done is just pursue authenticity and find a, a medium to be able to ex- express your true self and give uh, your, your true self a space to live. I think that that helps you go up more confidently out into the world. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that there's, I will say this too. Um, I would just go to the store with makeup on. I would just like, okay, Ooh. I'm going to go in, I'm going to grab, I'm going to grab these three things and I'm going to wear makeup and I'm just going to try and walk with my head up. And I'm just going to, in those early days, like I'm pretty masculine presenting. Very so, much so. You're what, like six three, six two. You're pretty tall. Yeah, yeah, like beard. You know the the whole the works, right? So, um, I gave myself that freedom of like, we're just going in one store. We're gonna grab these three items. We're gonna make a lap. You're just gonna wear makeup. It's an exercise in just like being in the world as yourself. Yeah. But you know when it's you know when it's gonna end. You can go in with your headphones on, so like you don't have. If people honestly like say something and. 99% of the time they won't. Uh, if somebody were to actually say something, you don't even have to hear them. You just keep listening to Ariana. Um, <laughs> and just go about your merry way. And it's it's like, it's good. And like wearing clothes that feel affirming to your, to your yeah. gender experience. Also, like, also helpful. That's really cool. I, I love that whole thought of like taking it bite by bite and like, but like you're saying, like knowing when it was going to start, knowing it was going to end, where it's going to get a couple of things and do a lap and then go home. And then like, that was it. Like it was a quick 10 minutes and you're like, Hey, that wasn't that bad. And then maybe the next time it's like, okay, we're going to stay in the store for 20 minutes or we're going to go to two different stores, but you're easing yourself into it versus just like throwing yourself into it and then drowning yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It can be overstimulating even if it's going super well, it's still different. Oh yeah. It's still new. You know, can't walk like 10 miles in a brand new pair of shoes. Everybody knows not to do that. <laughs> yeah, so, got to break them same, in. Same, yeah, same deal. It's just kind of breaking in. I think it's, it's kind of cute. Honestly, it's a moment. Yeah, I like that shoe analogy. That's a really good one. Have you ever had somebody say something to you in stores or like make mean comments to you? Ooh, um, yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, How do you handle that? I think... I, I think a lot of like these kind of concerns just feel very small to me. I think okay. coming, to, coming to an awareness of self of like, I love myself and I want to do everything I can to just be me and honor the part of me that wants that freedom. Um, that can be enough for me sometimes like to just take on some negativity because I mean, at the same time I'll turn the corner and somebody will say something really nice. And so exactly. It's, yeah, the, the, there's never so much power in a negative comment that it can't be overcome in a moment. Like, I, I think it, it can change drastically in just moment to moment. Um, hmm. well, I'm good with that. I, was, I thought I had another thought, but I think I'm good. With okay, so when it comes to dating yeah. for you, how has dating been? Are Ooh. you an in-person? <laughs> Are you on the apps? What is that like? Oh Lord! Um, <laughs> Are you seeing anybody uh, now? I'm not seeing anybody currently. No. Okay. I, um, I I think some of some of this like 
feeling of enough that I experienced in my life. Enough letting people run me over, enough molding myself mm, for other people wanting snaps. to be liked. Mm -hmm. I think I think that that feeling came from like pretty much the entirety of my adult life, like being in these relationships that just were not ser like serving me. And I don't mean that in a, like a egocentric way, but like they weren't adding any value to my life. And honestly, they were like really toxic. They were like, they brought out parts of me that I didn't like. Okay. And I was also enduring, I mean, all kinds of things like abuse um, of various kinds and stuff in relationship. That's just like, whoa, like one day I just kind of became aware of all of it. And it shook me so much. Like, this has really been your pattern. This has been what you've gravitated to. And it's, you know, informed a lot probably by my childhood. Right. But like childhood drama. I, yeah. I think it kind of just all came crashing at one moment. I was like, I'm hitting the brakes. Like, I don't think I can see anybody. Let me cut this off with this person and have like a very strong emotional and like literal boundary with them. Um, and for the first time in my life, I had given myself a chance to breathe. I was very scared of being alone for a long time. And so I feel that um, I think I was really just okay with like mediocre and honestly, like pretty terrible relationships at times. Very um, there were some gems, but I was not re ready for <laughs> I was not ready for smoke from the gems. I will also say that <laughs> I, I can I can be because like, I think I just I, I thrived on dysfunction for so much of my life. Amen to that. Uh, when sister. I had something good, I had something good and I just couldn't, didn't know how to handle it. So, um, that, that whole landscape definitely necessitated me taking a break. And so, um, I've tried dating again in the last year. I haven't really done anything like super long-term or that was in person, like serious in a couple of years now. And uh, I am on the apps and stuff like that and just open to meeting people. I think there was so much pressure on dating from the world I grew up in. Like, Oh, if you're dating, like you eventually want to be exclusive with them and then you want to mm -hmm. get married and you want to, you know what I mean? Like the whole, the whole story. Right. Yeah. Um, so for the first time I feel open to just like dating, being very like clear communicator about what my intentions are and meeting people and like, just enjoying the connection with them and going into that, you know, in a consensual way, like however we'd like, like that's, that is like new and mind blowing to me in every way. Yeah. I, I think that's really cool. And that shows a lot of growth in yourself. And I really resonated with what you said that you were comfortable with just being an average being with people that were just kind of like there and like, were cool but like not really serving your higher power and it's like who everyone hates toxic people but we love them at the same time so it's like you just get hooked yeah. on that and you just keep going back to it and then the same things happen and you're like here i am sitting on the floor crying eating ice cream but i knew this was going to happen but we decided to go down this road again so i think that's really cool because it takes a lot to break those patterns and break those cycles and i really think it's awesome that you're taking time to work on yourself and focus and just try and get back to what really makes you happy yeah, I absolutely think that like taking the emphasis off of meeting somebody and just putting my energy into what I'm passionate about, I know that that is just going to attract like somebody that's on my same 
frequency. Like, exactly. If, if that's meant, if that's meant to be the thing, like I'm not even worried about trying to make it happen with anybody. It's just it's going to like be in alignment, and that's cool. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. I love that. I love that growth for you. We all hope to reach that growth level one day. I'm kind of, I'm getting there. I've I've had that moment where it's like, mm, I don't really like how this is going anymore. So just trying to work on myself. But let me tell you, I do get lonely at times. I really do. And I just want to be held. So. Oh, I totally understand that. Like the flip side of this stance I've taken in life is like being like a pillow bitch and like watching a lot of rom-com and like venting on twitter like there's definitely like a dark side oh yeah for sure emo emo bitch way so yeah but you know i feel you you you, you have to go through those and you have to be alone and you have to be by yourself and with social media and everything that's going on around us we're always so connected to people so i know personally like i i'm definitely an extrovert but i can be a um introvert at times as well so I'm but I but I, I like being around people so when I have those moments when mm. I'm by myself I get kind of anxious sometimes like if I'm home alone I'm like oh my gosh like it's just me and my cats what am I gonna do and it's like hey take a second chill out like enjoy being around nobody and just being around you and like who are you when there when there isn't anybody around you know like who is your true authentic self when you're just at home chilling yeah I love the experience of self, like just coming to a deeper understanding of self. It's like a gift, honestly. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people don't understand that. And so they don't even know that they can go down that path. Like they don't even, like they're not even close to it. Totally. And I mean, it's, it's a kind of perpetuated by our society of like, Mm -hmm. Oh, you should be doing, doing something somewhere. You should be producing something, making something, these other people are competing with you, you know, like, yeah. Or it's like, Oh, you're still single. Like I have somebody that I can hit you up with or, Oh, you're not dating anybody right now. Like what's wrong? Like what's going on? You're like, I'm mm. just trying to do my own thing. I'm just trying to focus on me. That's so real. There's all that pressure from all over. There is. And it can be a real bitch. Let me tell you, especially being a woman. And mm. they're like, when are you going to get married? Your ovaries are drying up. When are you going to have kids? Like, I just want to hang out with my cats and my roommate right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> Could not imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so much. There's so much that our, our fan presenting folks in society like endure that I can't understand. Well, see, we just got to talk about it so we all can understand it and we can stop beating up other people and giving them shit for just wanting to live their lives. I love it. So I want to talk to you about social media. Um, do you like social media as an artist? Do you feel like it helps you? Do you feel like it makes things more difficult at times? It's definitely a mixed bag of both of those experiences. I I love what it what it has capacity to do. I love mm-hmm. the the way that I can kind of broadcast like a breaking like oh this is like happening right now like I can I can put that on social media and somebody I know in Toronto, somebody I know in Seattle yeah. or like, you know, even just in Phoenix, like, you know, I can keep people in the loop about and let them like, let them into the arc of my creativity. I can sing, you know, like a little song and put it on the internet and people can watch it somewhere else. Like that's been a huge gift to me. Mm-hmm. It's brought people to me, like the whole, I guess if you want to call it the grind of social media has brought people to me that have stayed like since the beginnings of, Iwa. like I'm so thankful for like the community it's helped me cultivate to just um the vulnerability of like creating things and putting them out there 
like I was so scared of making videos and letting people see me for forever. That's why I do it so much is to see that there's no reason for that fear, but um, I digress. But I think the, the flip, the, the flip side is like, it's an uphill battle a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I think people that look like me aren't what's brought to the forefront of this dare I say it's like it feels like Voldemort like I don't want to say the a word <laughs> these days like like Voldemort I'll say like full chest but like ah, like I, don't, I can't I can't say it out loud for fear of being <laughs> shadow banned um god forbid but yeah yeah I, right like anyway um I think social media is also this thing that can make me feel like really frustrated because I I know that the art I make and like the stuff I create for the internet has quality and has value. Mm -hmm. And what I'm shown is a lot of like, I'm I'm kind of shown that like life is just all about like what on location, cool shit you can do like in the Florida Keys. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) In Manhattan. Like I, I'm obviously not living because I, not taking a 4k video on my mirrorless camera in downtown New York or something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> so it, it does, I don't buy into that, but I, I get frustrated often, like how, how much that is broadcasted to me instead of just other people like me who are really genuinely just trying to share art and connect with other people. Yeah. Cause that, that, that kind of goes back to what you're saying before of like not doing things because you don't have certain things. Like, if you always see these clips of people with their fancy cameras and doing all this stuff in like big places and you're like, well, I live in Phoenix, which Phoenix is like the third largest city in the country or something like people shit on Phoenix all the time and we're massive and we're so cool. It's Mm -hmm. like, why don't people like us? Like, I get that it's hot, but Phoenix is a great place. Like it's so awesome. And there's so many cool things and like opportunities that you can do here. It's like, we need to, I don't know. We need to do something fun to make Phoenix the new California or the new Florida, you know, or just to make people see, like, you can do it here. Like, it's possible. You don't have to be in those places. You don't have to spend all that money and move across the country. Like, you can accomplish your dreams with your iPhone these days because iPhones and Androids and all the phones, they're, they're so crazy. And it's like you can do so much with them. Like, just go do it. That's so true. I think, um, I mean, I make almost all of my like ads, if you will, like all of my flyers and stuff on my phone. Like I don't have like a ton of resources available to me. Um, but really, I think that you're you're on about that. And some of the like, some of the truth is in romanticizing your life. I think we get these romanticized versions of life in these videos where it's like mm-hmm. travel, the perfect coffee, the the beach setting, the like. But really it isn't that like romanticizing your everyday life, like just walking, like walking to work and seeing like the same person on a particular morning, like a sunset, like when you have a second, like, you know what I mean? Like there's so many beautiful things, breathtaking things about just ordinary everyday life that like the abundance that we're constantly like, you know what I mean? Like the, uh, over the top, quality of everything that we're fed all the time like this it just doesn't have to be all that like it doesn't have to be that to count yeah it doesn't have to be on instagram it doesn't have to be on twitter (laughs) for it to be cool and for it to be an awesome moment like just 
take that picture and then keep it for yourself. Or like maybe you do post it, but it's not about like, oh, I have to take the perfect picture and I have to be in this particular spot or this area and you know I have to be here so I can get this clout it's like no like just live life and enjoy it and have fun with it yeah very true so you just came out with a new song yes I did talk to me about this song oh man I I'm so thrilled with this song um I wrote it towards the end of 2020 so Following the whole arc of when it was written to finally being released, it's been almost two years. Um, the song is called Peach Season. For Love those of you it. listening, it's available everywhere. Everywhere. Music. Love, love that accessibility. Um, it's, it's a song that I kind of wrote based on a frame of mind that I, that sounds so heady and conceptual. Let's see. So I was in I was in I was in Akron about five years ago in Ohio, okay. visiting friends, and I was there to give a like a keynote speech, and I took a nap, like after like writing all morning long, I like let my brain rest, and I walked downstairs, and there's this bowl of peaches and a little note. It's like, hey, I bought these for you from the farmers market. I'll be back later. Like, just enjoy your evening, and it was from my like my host. Okay. So I remember, I remember like taking a peach and walking outside on the deck and the sun was setting and I'm like, I want, like, I hope that life feels like this forever. Like I want to kind of like screenshot this moment Yeah. and remember, remember how that feels. And I, so I think like there's so many holidays and things in my life that get, they have these negative things attached to them. So I was like, peach season is going to be amazing for me for the rest of my life and just set that intention in that moment. And so in the song, it translates as this nostalgic feeling of like, like we were just talking about, honestly, like the romanticization of life. Like Mm -hmm. in those simple moments, I felt so much freedom and joy. I love that. Oh, I love that. I love that. So do you have any upcoming shows that you would like to promote and talk about? Tell us where we can see Peach Season live and in color. Oh, oh yeah. Well, uh, I think my my most, my next my next uh, show in the Phoenix area is going to be that first weekend in September. I'm still like kind of hammering out the details. Okay. But uh, yeah, you can catch me early September in the Phoenix area. If you want to follow along with me and see just kind of all my updates, my Instagram is queen underscore Ewa, um, I-I-W-A-A. I have a show in Flagstaff this coming Friday. Ooh. Playing downtown in the square. And then I'm doing like a little mini run through um, Albuquerque at the end of, or I guess New Mexico, like next month. So kind of doing some traveling. That's cool. Is, is that your first time traveling out of state to perform? I'm like, no, it, it's not actually, which is like wild and blows my mind. That's so cool. Where have you traveled yeah. to perform? Uh, I have performed, well, previously just in New Mexico. So, okay. Yeah, in Arizona. I've also performed kind of randomly, like in Boston, in Massachusetts. Ooh, Massachusetts. Um, I always yeah. forget about Massachusetts. Right? Like, there's a lot of good stuff there. I've also performed, let's see. Now it's like kind of unraveling. Um, in Virginia, um, 
and in Ohio. Anyway, so just just places I've traveled, yeah. That's so cool. Well, that's so cool. Well, any last minute things you want to plug or tell us or share? Um, I just want to say thanks for listening. Um, this is a really beautiful space to talk about the good stuff and be emotionally vulnerable. And so thank you so much for chatting with me and hosting me. And yeah, I'm really excited for people to hear this episode. Me too. Thank you so much for your time. I am so excited to share this with the world and for everybody to go listen to your new song and come to all uh, your shows. We're going to get you some groupies. It'll be great. <laughs> perfect. Love it. All right. Well, then we'll wrap that up. Thank you so much, my dear. I am so excited. Drop your um, Instagram handle for me one more time. Oh, sure. Um, it's queen underscore Iwa, and that's I-I-W-A-A. Awesome. Yay. Well, go and give him a follow, guys. He has an amazing Instagram, amazing music, an amazing page, and I know you guys are all going to love it.